Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast, or should I say, Garbage Podcast, after yesterday's performance. We went up against Leicester and we're going to discuss it, and there's going to be other things we're going to discuss this week. Obviously the transfer market, and the main one, Ricky Martin. So hello Ange. Hello, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I don't think I've ever been as fed up as a Stoke fan, and I have witnessed some not good teams and some not good games, but I think we're reaching a point now where uh, there are no wheels left to fall off. Yesterday was embarrassing, embarrassing at every level. There's not going to be many more people in the ground to see red seats in the future. Just awful. 22,000 people there yesterday by, what, 75 minutes? I think there's about 3,000 Stoke fans left in the game. Disgusting performance. Awful. Well, I'll be honest with you, Ange, me and probably about 5,000 of them disappeared after the penalty, the first penalty, which... And it, it wasn't the fact that they scored the penalty of why I left, it was how Fez, Faz, Faz, whatever you say, the Belgian defender, was able to run through six players and then get tripped. And if it wasn't for the trip, he would have shot. Yeah, I mean, I just thought... Look, I didn't think the referee was great, but then we had them every week. I, I thought the first penalty was coming together, but that's what gets given in these games. And I know what you're saying. Look, they could have scored at well at one point. It was embarrassing. And Jamie Vardy comes on, scores two goals, takes the mick. It's embarrassing to be a Stoke supporter. And you know what? Sometimes you play teams that are better than you. They were much better than us. It's the lack of fight and professionalism I can't cope with. Some of those players, for whatever reason... Just didn't look interested. And we can go on to that after you've done the player ratings, if you like, Ian. Well, yeah, we're, we're going to fly through it this week because, let's be honest, I mean, have you got anybody that's above a five, Ange? No. No, I haven't got anybody above a five, so it's going to be a bit of a negative one this week, but for obvious reasons. So we'll go in with the match stats. Possession, we had 42 to Leicester's 58. It didn't, it didn't feel like that. Shots, 16 to our 10. I can't remember 10 shots. Can you, Anne? No. Shots on target, they had nine. How we didn't, how we didn't concede nine, I don't know. We had four on target, which is showing the big problems we've got at this moment at this club. Corners, they had six to our three. And we lost again on fouls, Anne. We're, we're, we're sliding away from that top spot of the foul league. It's the only league we're going to win, but absolutely. I mean, on the stats proves that stats don't mean anything, do the Ange? Because that is quite reasonable, isn't it? Apart from, of course, the shots on target part, it's pretty similar how we, how we played. I mean, possession-wise, we had a lot of it, but absolutely pointless. And a, and a big mention to Luke Cundell as well. Wow, why, why have we signed him, Ange? And, it, and it's another thing that we're going to aim into Ricky Martin, isn't it? down to John Coach Ange, don't it? I mean, there's no, there's no other name that can be dropped at the moment. We can't blame Peter. We can't blame Denise because she refuses to have anything involved. And, and if it was up to her, she'd sell it to Mori. The problem is we've got John in who's got no experience of business other than being forced to be put on the books at Bet365 as a part of the money she got from her dad 
to fund Bet365. So he's got no business sense. He's not allowed anywhere near the finances or any business running of Bet365. And now he's running the football club. And the problem is, he doesn't know what he's doing. He has no clue of what he's doing. He only got involved towards the end of it, of Peter's reign, as a co-chairman. And then most of that co-chairman fell apart when John and Tony got rid of Pulis and brought Mark Hughes in. Peter stepped back a lot from that role. And ever since Peter's fully stepped back and let John take over, we've gone from being three points away from Europa League football in the league to being a team that now is in its fourth year fighting against relegation. It doesn't make for interesting... I mean, there's been threads on the oatcake of, of uh, how, how you know, we've regressed. I don't need to see a thread on the oatcake to know how we've regressed. We are just poor. We are just poor all over the pitch. And you have to say, whatever you think about the owners and the money, right? they employ people to do a job. The recruitment this year... Ian, I'm not having a go at you, but you thought some of these players were really good, and I think if, if we're being deadly serious today, which we are, right, I told you at the start, I haven't heard of nine out of it, well, most of these players, in fact, virtually every player I haven't heard of, and I didn't see lots of other clubs fighting to get these players that we got, and you can understand why now, because of the 20 players that we have brought in, I would say maybe two or three would get near the starting lineup of Stoke City. That's absolutely dreadful. Shall we do these ratings? Well, that's it. We've got well, that's a nice little uh, hint at what's going to come up later after the player ratings, right? So we go in with returning hero, and I'm going to be honest. I'm going to give him the uh, man of the match because I thought he made some good saves, Jack Bond. Yeah, me too. He couldn't do anything with the goals he conceded. Especially the, we should have known when the other, the second one was deflected in. He's getting a five from me. He's equal top scorer with five. <laughs> yeah, and I thought he did well, Jack Bottom. I thought he made some good saves. I mean, if it wasn't for the, I mean, the Dewsbury all one was a great save, which could have made us 4 0 easier. I mean, I'll be brutally honest, Andrew, if we wanted for Bottom, we would have lost that 9 0. I think if Iverson, Iverson was in, I think we would have lost that 7 8 0. I just think I think Bottom's a better goalkeeper, which again comes to the shine of the transfer policy at the club, which we'll go into after. Obviously, we keep hinting at it. We will. Right, next player, Hoover. Oh, Glenn Whelan had a lot to say about Hoover, didn't he? Well, uh, I didn't think he was very good. I don't think it was the worst performance he's had for us in in recent games. But he's um, not the player we had last year. Something's changed too. I'll go with a steady two as well. Uh, no, go on, I'll go, I'll go three because he did put two good crosses in, which is probably the shining light of the game, really. There's not much at all to be celebrating about. Completely outplayed. Ran, ran. That Mavid, Mavid Didi, whatever his name is, who signed on loan from abroad. What a player. And he made, he was, at times he was, he was just taking the mick out of Hoover. He was passing it around him like he wasn't there. He, remember that time in the second half where he stopped, looked at Uwe with like a weird stare, then just ran past him. I thought, yeah. I thought, wow, this is what would happen now, is it? What would Wilco have done if, if that had happened? <laughs> he ripped his leg off, Let, let's be honest. <laughs> and then I thought Wilco wasn't the best player in the world, but I tell you what, he wouldn't have had that. Right, so now we move into, on the left side, Jordan Thompson. for us on the pitch and I felt sorry for him because why are they playing well I mean they played him at left back because there's nobody else obviously I'll go over three with Thompson I thought he linked up well with the midfield when we did have the ball but overran by Fatawit every time he ran at him true quality though I will be honest Leicester have got a team that will straight away compete for mid-table in my opinion when they get promoted Harry Winks what a, what a signing that is they're the kind of players we should have been signing when we went down once, but you know, at the moment, I couldn't trust us sign a check. But yeah, Thompson, not a left back. One should have been brought in. Another failure from Ricky Martin and his team. And Thompson was just outplayed. He, he was poor, but he wasn't the only one. Right, Ben Wilmot. I thought Ben Wilmot was awful yesterday. It was absolutely shocking. I, I've always had a lot of time for Ben Wilmot, but 
again, it's just another one. The wheels have come off completely. Three. I'm going to go for a one with Wilmot. I thought he was dreadful. I, I really thought he was dreadful. Every pass went to Leicester. He tried to compete with McAteer, a lad who, let's be honest, I think is four years younger than him as a young lad. You wouldn't have thought, lucky, if you were outside looking in, you wouldn't have known which one was the teenager. And that was that McAteer. We know he's a good player with the promotion last season, which was the season with Sheffield United. But he was taking the mick out of Wilmot, to be honest. He, he, he was beating him in the air. He was passing around him like he wasn't there. Wilmot was a bystander for most of the game. And I don't understand why he was flicking his leg out for the goal as well. I mean, I, if that if, if if he hadn't got a touch to that, that would have gone wide. It was miles wide. And I don't know why he got his foot to it. I know it's unlucky. I'm not sitting here saying it isn't. But it just sums up his night day, really. Poor. Just, just not good enough at all. And he's not the only one. Right, now we're moving to another one not good enough. Michael Rose. I thought uh, Michael Rose was just another one of the... It was a very poor defence. You know, how can you give anybody that gives away a couple of penalties, really? I know Thompson was a little bit of poor with the one, but oh, God. I mean, Jerry Taggart was at the game yesterday, and I thought, God, I'd have him in now, even as, you know, even... Even now, at the age he is now, I'd have him in. I, I, I just thought it was awful. The defence was awful. So I'm perhaps being a bit unfair with him, but he's just part of a bad defence too. Uh, one again from me, from Michael Rose. Couldn't handle the loopy crosses that Leicester were putting in. Couldn't put his foot down and demand the game. Couldn't cope with the speed and the ability of Leicester. Second off, when Leicester started taking the mick, Rose looked like a player going, please, please, give me to give me to a League One, get me to Derby. I like it there. That's my division. This is too much for me. Because it is poor. So poor. Right, now, I don't know why he's back in the team, but somehow he's back in the team, and that's Ben Pearson. I thought he was atrocious. I don't know what's happened to him. I can only assume he's sulking because he isn't picked anymore. I, it wouldn't bother me if I didn't see him play any anymore because all he does is he gets a card normally. He doesn't do anything positive for the team, too. I'm going to go over another one, I thought, with Ben Pearson. I thought he was atrocious. Kept dropping it deep every time he got the ball. And there was a couple of times where he could have threaded a nice ball through, but instead he just passed it to the easy man, whoever was next to him. He kept dropping back, which brought all the rest of the midfielders deeper. I don't like seeing... Pearson in there anyway because we seem to drop deeper and deeper whenever whenever we're attacked and he doesn't seem to get out which he proved yesterday and it was just inviting Leicester on over and over and over again and he wasn't covering his man he was supposed to have been keeping McAteer away from from Wilmot McAteer was all over Wilmot which I've just explained before so poor and if he doesn't play again I agree with you brilliant get him gone right whoop to Berger Good. In fact, there was nobody any good yesterday. He will keep, he will keep trying, and he will keep working. I don't think he'll be in next season four. Uh, I'll go for four as well with Berger. I thought he did some good stuff, but I don't like him that out the pitch. I don't know why Schumacher. This is why Schumacher is going to get a bad mark. I don't understand why he's decided to put Berger in as a central midfielder. Alex Neil tried that and it didn't work. Recent games where he's been playing as a holder. He's been dictating the play and pushing us up the pitch. But for some reason, over the last two, three games, he's been putting him as a midfielder. And funnily enough, we've lost all three. So I'm yeah. going to have to look at the manager on that. I would rather Pearson, I don't know, playing with the kids. And not in a weird way, obviously, that sounded horrible. But Berger in that holding role, dictating the play and trying to make us move forward because he won't drop us deep. He tries to get us up the pitch. Right, now Cundle. I don't know. Like, apparently, he was brought in for it as a cam because that's where the man we're going to talk about later said, "Oh, he operates as a cam." Well, I looked at his stats. He's only played seven games as a cam, and none of them were at Swansea, and two of them were at Plymouth. So, why has he brought this player in to be a cam when he hasn't played as a cam over the under sixteens and under seventeens level? Okay, in the second half, but they took their feet off the gap. I just don't see 
that he's any better than Sol Sidibe. And I don't mean that in a bad way, because I quite like Sol Sidibe. And I'd give, Sol Sid- I'd give some of the young lads a chance. I'd give Sol Sidibe a chance. He's played OK before, but it's not the time there, because we're battling to stay in this league. But I just, at this moment in time, unless Cundall is used to playing with players that play very differently than us, which is quite possible, because anybody with a heart would get into our team at the moment. I don't see what the point of him is in our team at the moment. Three. Two for Cundall. I agree with you. His possessional side was good. Again, same as probably the rest of the entire forward line at the club. Picks the wrong decision when it comes down to the final ball. I thought he made some good through balls to try and get a Larice away, but that's you might as well pass that to me in the crowd. It'll be as, as much use. I don't understand why he's in. I mean, where's Bay? Where's Bay Jono all of a sudden? Yeah, well, we, made, we didn't look better when he came on. Exactly, this is what I'm talking about. He, 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 Schumacher started making mistakes now for me. I'm not, I'm not advocating let's get rid of him by any stretch of the imagination, but he's making tactical errors now. And this is what Alex Neal did last season when it all started falling apart. He just couldn't fix it. But to be honest, when you've you know you've got a knackered chisel and you need chisel a lovely smooth surface, you can't do it, can you? Right now we move into for me probably one of the worst signings I've seen a sign in a long time, Larice. I'm just trying to compose myself. What I'll say about Larice is I have no doubt that he's off hundred percent to try. Like Jacob Brown was, but he is the football. The blue is in the word but. If it was about, you know, you meant you used to play games ahead of tennis, right? He'd be brilliant at that because he's pretty good at heading the ball. But I don't even, I can't say any of them are average footballers at the moment. He's very limited as a footballer, I think. He will always try. He was, I believe he was brought in to replace Jacob Brown. Three. One again for Larissa, I thought he was atrocious. Good at heading the ball, I agree with you. But brought nothing. Nothing to that game. Not good enough. Not not got any quality for me in any shape or form. I don't understand why we signed him. Well, I do understand why we signed him. I've heard that we tried to get Million, man who, but we couldn't get it done in the summer because of a TZ didn't have a person to replace him. So we ended up going, well, who's available? Who from Sampdoria, who couldn't get in their team, had a terrible loan spell somewhere last season. And we decided, yeah, that'll do. That that's, seems to be how we do business, and it's like, will he do? Yeah, yeah. Not is he, is he what we want? No. Well, I'd rather loan somebody from the Premier League there, or loan somebody in, or look look below. But that, by the by, we'll talk about that after. I mean, I think that's the fifth time I've said that, but because it's exciting. But poor. Right now we're going to Gooch in a new position. Well, he's another one that tries. He's never a winger, right? He's fast enough to be a winger. To play him out of position, although we'll try and try and try, and, and, he, and he'll work hard, he was just another one in an absolute sea of excrements for me. I just thought we were dreadful. Uh, and, and I'm sorry, if you're going to play him up front, why don't you play him left back? We haven't got a left back at the moment. At least he can overlap then. Three. One. I thought when he was right back, he brought nothing. Left wing, it was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I think because we were nearly way and they were going, you could hear Leicester going, have they put a right back on the wing? <laughs> I was like, yeah. looking out, what the hell's going on here, Stephen? What are you doing? What are you putting a right back at winger for when you've got two wingers on the bench? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't get it. And I, I've got, I, I'm sorry, it's just embarrassing. You, you get, it's just poor. Right, then we move into... Let's be honest, the man who doesn't really want to be at the club anymore, his tools are well and truly on the floor, and that is Tyrese Campbell. Well, he is obviously not going to stay at the club, and I'm not sure whether that's a good or a bad thing for the club, but certainly, in my opinion, he didn't get any service, I'll give him that, but he doesn't track back, he doesn't do any work, I personally would not play him anymore because he doesn't want to be here. It's all, he'll look, he has this style that makes him look lazy. That's the nicest thing I'm going to say about him. But for me, he's getting a one. I'm going to go on with a one as well. He had a good opportunity, which the goalkeeper had to tip over the bar. And that's it. I can't say anything else. 
because that's all there was. He didn't track back. There was a lot of times where he made stupid runs that didn't make sense. There was about, I counted, three or four runs where he made a run and run himself into defenders' areas rather than space. I've never seen a player do that before as a striker that wants to score goals. Why are you running in between two defenders? A player isn't going to pick you out of a pass there unless he's Perlo. You know, it's ridiculous. It's like that, that to me is hiding. Perfect example. Well, I look like I've done a bit here because I've ran. But what I've done is I've ran near defenders so nobody will pick me out so I don't have to do any work. Bone idle. Yeah. Bone idle. How that deal didn't get over the line for owner, is it Kievo, whatever they're called, is madness. Because we could have got a million for him. That's a million in his pocket instead of losing him for nothing that we're going to do now. Because apparently Why? rain... That's why he didn't go, Ian. What? He'll get more as a signing on for you elsewhere. They don't care about the football club. Please don't think these players care about the football club. That has died a long ago. It's a job, right? And you go where it suits you for the money. And it suits him to get a signing on fee at a different club next year because he thinks he'll do better than what he got there. And that is why he's done it. And he won't be the only one that does it in football this year. Well, I agree. I mean, most of them are. I think Jordan Thompson's a grafter, but I think he knows this is probably the biggest club he's going to play for. To be honest, I know it's in a yeah. bad time of the biggest club, but he, he knows this is it. He, he'll be in League One next year, Jordan Thompson. And there's a few other players, but we'll go into them next. We'll finish this off. Right, so we move in with Ennis, our new boy. Now, before we go any further with Ennis, this signing does not make sense to me whatsoever. He has scored 36 goals in his entire career, and he's 24, not far away from 25. Now, put that in your head before we talk about what we're getting into, he come on for Pearson in the 60, no, 46 minutes. I thought he looked like he had a bit about him. I agree that he's not a person that I would rush to sign. He had no chance of getting in the game and I'll give him a three because he was a sub. A sub, I'll give him a, a not a steady five, I'll give him a two. There was a, there was two things that annoyed me straight away. There was two times when he was passed through and he didn't have the pace to out outspeed their defender. No, he's not pacey. I agree with you, Ennis. It's a weird signing. Hopefully, he'll prove us all wrong and get after it next week. Right, so the next substitute was Jono uh, uh, Larice. Sorry for Larice. I, I thought Jono was the best player. The game changed a little bit when he came on. I thought he was our best player. So he's getting five star for me. Because nobody's getting more than five. But um, how you could put somebody on the pitch before him in whatever position. I mean, you might as well have played him as centre forward because I just didn't understand anything about the, the team that was picked yesterday. And you know what? I thought most Stoke fans would have thought when they looked at that team before kickoff, we're onto a hiding here. So Juno is a like, top range five for me, five star for Juno. Best player on the pitch for us. Didn't take much. Eight four for me, and I don't understand why it's been dropped for the Cundle. I'm sorry, it's just stupidity. I don't, sorry. And Schumacher's going to get a, a blow mark this week for that squad in, in in hole and dropping one of your best players for for me a mid range passer that I don't really get why we signed. To be honest, I can understand if we'd signed Cundle and like got rid of Pearson. I'd go fair enough. He, he's more of a midfielder. He, we don't need too many oldie midfielders. But John O was brilliant. So much energy, tried to compete, made some good tackles, was running around the pitch, and from what from the look of him, he looked at the end of the game, it looked like he he's a bit annoyed to be here now. I think a few of these players are looking going, I, I don't want to be here anymore, to be honest, and I think he's one of them. The the superstar youth player that we've been picking up to be this next big thing. I don't get why we've been talking about that, but he came on in the 57th minute for Tyrese Campbell. He is not a winger. That just baffled me. You put him on, he's not ready anyway. By a mile, he's not ready. He will always try. He's a willing runner. He's played for the club since he was, what, nine or ten? Might be a bit younger. He's not a winger. Uh, I just... I just don't understand the formation we played today, yesterday. I just don't understand at all. 
Um, I'll go to yeah I agree he's not a winger I don't think he's a striker he's not ready the lad needs a loan spell I don't know why we again it goes down to Ricky Martin but we've made such a big deal about this young lad I thought Tezgal was this the superstar youth player we've brought through why have we loaned out Tezgal but playing this lad who's done nothing Tezgal's outscored him in every youth level they're bringing this lad through what what the bloody hell's going on anyway before we promised no anger, Ange. It's slipping out, it's slipping out. Right, Vinegal, the Gooch, which was a sub, that I'm still amazed he was on the wing, Ange. I'm still dumbfounded. I thought Vinegal uh, showed that the little bit of a run he had in August was clearly a aberration. I think he's dreadful. I don't think he wants to be at this football club when it's cold. And it's, let me tell you, Mr. Vidigal, it's going to be colder here than it is ever warm. And the one thing that I've told you in the past here that irritates the life out of me is all footballers rolling around like they've been killed. He rolls around like he's been shot when anybody goes near him. Can't be doing with him. I don't care if he scores loads of goals from now on. He's not the sort of player I want in my, my team. He's, he's not a man. He's not man enough. He lies down all the time, too. Uh, one for me for Vidigal. He came on, he moaned, he whined, he lost discipline all all the way through. He's obviously another one like Ryan May that we're going to talk about after as well. He, he I think he's down tools. He don't want to be here. I mean, he started brilliantly and then he scored one goal in 70, what, 14, 15 appearances. He's done nothing in between that. You're right, he's a fair weather. Well, I don't think he's even a fair weather player. I think he he played in a higher position, moved in and scored goals. And then that was yeah. it. Just had a good little little run. Confidence was high. And then when it come down to the nitty gritty and getting stuck in, it's gone missing. He's a prima donna, Ange, another one. And another prima donna we've brought through the club. Get rid. Yeah. Right, so now yeah. we move in. And, oh, God, another one. McNally for Hoover on the 71st minute. Now, I agree with the sub, but not him. that's great he'll pick Vardy up at the corners right he'll do this he'll do that he, 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 he didn't pick anybody up well oh, Vardy I, I don't know what he did well he did nothing like most of them one I'd go one. I thought he was atrocious. Just absolute garbage, I'll be honest with you. Just brought nothing. We could see when he came on, we could see the two sloppy goals. And what's his fault for the second penalty? It says everything. I'm not going to go through the subs that weren't used because they don't deserve my time. We're going to go straight in now with the rating of the referee. I'm going to go four. What are you going, Ange? Four. I thought she was awful. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, are any of them any good? I, I'm doubting that seriously. Right, then we go in now with Mr Schumacher's rating. And I'm going to go Arsh, Ange. Well... First off, the, the the starting lineup. Why is he dropping Bajor now? Why is he playing a right back on the wing? I think I'll tell you why. I think he did what he did yesterday. I think he was trying Dammy's limitation, which Alex Neal tried when we went to Leicester. And now Dammy's limitation at Leicester was far better than it was yesterday, uh, and and it failed miserably. And once they scored the first goal, you knew we had lost that match, right? But what worries me now is that. We'll come on to it, I know, because I'm not sure he's experienced enough to turn around what clearly is happening in the dressing room. For me, he's getting a four. I'm going to go two for Schumacher. I thought his subs were stupid. I don't understand why he's dropped Bage on now for Kundal when Kundal's done nothing. So, fair enough, we did two screamers in and we went, oh yeah. And where's Baker gone? There's no oh, consistency. Ben Pearson comes back in. He's seen live, with his own eyes, two performances where Ben Pearson, when he plays as an oldie midfielder, we drop, we drop too deep and can't control the game. And we just invite them on, invite them on. And we aren't good enough defensively to invite teams on. We, we haven't got a defence like Tony Pulis did. He, he was brilliant at that, where he, where he wanted him attacking because he knew how good the defence was. But we haven't got a spine. So the problem is, Alex Neal had this early on in the season. 
when we had that little run and then it all fell apart. It fell apart because we couldn't defend. We haven't got defenders at the club. None of them are good enough to play championship football, except maybe Wilmot on his day. And Junior is good enough, yeah. We'll go into him after. But Schumacher made mistake after mistake. He tried to rectify it, but it was too late. He made the two early subs that made us weaker. He brought Vidigal on too late. We had no striker on, again. He, he keeps saying that he thinks Campbell can play as a, as a number nine in between. He can't. He hasn't got that ability. He, he, he's not good at running straight onto the onto the goal. He, he never has been. He, when he plays on towards the right, he, he, he has performed well at times. But the problem is with Campbell, you know, one blow on him, he's injured for three months. And the problem is now, we're looking at it, and Schumacher made horrendous mistakes, and he continues. Because for some reason, he's put Berger in the midfield, when before that, it was a revelation. We went eight games unbeaten when Berger was playing as an old midfielder. Now he's swapped it round. We've lost three in a row. Rectify it quick. Put Berger back in that old midfield role so we aren't sitting deep up for 90 minutes. Rant over. Ran two from that. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Is it the manager? I, I agree with you. We've brought Schumacher in, who, let's be honest, has had once a season and a bit of management experience. He, he's not been in it. I mean, when he took over at, at Plymouth, they were in good form, Plymouth. They were a decent team. It, 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 it screams it over Nathan Jones. It really does. He doesn't know. He doesn't know about dogfighting hands. He's never been in the situation. He's done it many a time as a player because he wasn't a great player, was he? But as a manager, he, he's not experienced this, same as Nathan Jones. They've only ex experienced success. And the problem is, this, this is why I said if we did bring a manager in, I would have liked an Allardyce or a Neil Warnock, somebody like that, somebody who knows how this league works. Because now he's making mistakes, Ange. I, I think he's under pressure. I will go with you there straight away that he's under, uh, under pressure. But the one thing I think, and we're... we're if anybody hasn't sort of worked this out so far, we're not happy. But the one thing I think really, really important to bear in mind is nobody expected us to beat Leicester. We've not, we lost awfully to them, right? It was embarrassing. But all that it did yesterday was it made a team with dreadful, fragile confidence even worse. We will not go down as a result of losing those two games to Leicester, right? So, hopefully, he can put that to bed, right? And, and he can try and get some positivity out of the squad uh, and see how we go. I think he will be best going back to his attacking philosophy because we've got another team that we should beat next week, like we should have beaten Sunderland last week in Blackburn. If we don't win that match, then I think we're in real trouble. And I think then he will struggle because, as you quite rightly said, he hasn't got the experience to deal with what he's going to be dealing with at Stoke. I think it was a gamble to take him. Uh, and I do think there's shades of Nathan Jones creeping in already. But I don't want to go that route because it's one loss against a really good team. No, I agree with that, Ange. But it's the mistakes in the previous two before that as well. You know, we... we he, He's playing a system that doesn't work. We haven't got the personnel for what he's doing. And again, this does go down to Ricky Martin, but there's no excuses with Schumacher because he's come in halfway through. Neil got the sack because these were he agreed that he wanted these players. Schumacher didn't. But for me, yeah. he's brought, he's, for me, I think he's brought Kundle in to replace Bay John Hill. And I think if he's done something like that, he's an idiot. Because it'll cost him his job. Because for me, he's yeah. he's one of the few that's good. Yeah, I know. And I think he will now... What will have to happen is the players, like... I thought Berger was very good in his post-match interview when he, he threw his hands up and admitted it wasn't good enough. I think the players will have their own meeting. And I think what very quickly has to happen is the positive players have got to make certain that those that aren't positive are out. Um, we don't need any more disruption in this squad now. It's... Uh, and, and we'll probably come on and talk about why this, this squad has become ridiculously disrupted. The fans, all we can do is support the team. I'm going to Blackburn. I think there's about 3,000 going to Blackburn. And we really have to get behind the team. That's all we can do. We we shouldn't be booing. I don't want to go up, uh, watching 
Stoke in the first division again. I've been there once. It's vile, right? We have to survive this. And I keep saying to myself, it's one match, Andy, it's one match. I know it isn't. I know we got battered at Sunderland. But I do think we can get a way out of it. And the way the, the, way the fixtures have fallen, Ian, is we've got uh, Blackburn next weekend, and then we've got Queen's Park Rangers on the 14th, and then Coventry on the 17th. And I think all those matches are matches that we we need to get six points out of those matches. That's a big ask, Andrew. It's a big ask. <laughs> it is. It's a big ask of what we've got. And we know they can. You know, it's now and again this team can prove you wrong. It can, but it, it's it's the consistency of a man. There's, there's nothing there. The only ones who are consistent now are the managers dropping. But anyway, before we go too far and moaning about what's going on, we'll go now with... The man who was in charge of this disaster, and that's Ricky Martin. Well, again, it's very easy to point fingers at anybody when things are going bad. But I do think now fingers have to be pointed at the recruitment of the football club. And one thing I will say is that they've got this fans forum this week. I bet they wish they hadn't. I bet they're rehearsing for it already because they will rehearse for it. What I just think somebody ought to point out is that recruitment, we all know, has been dreadful. As I said at the start, the recruitment's been dreadful. Why on earth did we go overboard about giving Nathan Lowe a four-year contract? We did it because we knew we weren't going to get any decent play of him. And then the next you hear, whether it's true or not, I do believe personally it is true, 80% 80% of our players were up for sale in the transfer window. How on earth do you expect that to have a positive impact on morale? And I thought yesterday it looked so obvious that there was problems in that camp. Well, it is, isn't it? Because I think Schumacher's come in and he says he wants to clear out a lot of the stuff that was brought in by the previous manager. And obviously, a lot of that weren't by him as well. I'm not going to sit here and say because I know what they'll do Monday and you know what they'll do on Monday they'll blame Alex Neil. they've done it years and years and years and they have these meetings and they go oh well Alex Neil wanted him he wanted this he, no he didn't you Mr Jared Dublin and Mr Ricky Martin not the not the Spanish thingy the man we've got in charge of our club for me Ange I want him gone I want them two gone now Instead of having that thingy on Monday, it should be... What? Well, I, think, I, I, I would think that it would be good to get rid of them. Right? I, I, I would agree. But the thing is, at this moment in time, it won't make any difference if you get rid of them because the recruitment's done now to August. Yeah, so but, that, so but, that, but that's the good thing, Andrew. If we get rid of them now, we could take us time to bring new people in who do know what they're doing. Because I don't want Ricky Martin and his little cronies of squad, whatever they're doing, I don't want them having their sticky, rubbish fingers on any more signings coming in next summer. So the quicker we get rid of them and replace them with better people, hopefully this time, John, if you're going to bring people in, and bring good people in, because it gives them time now to assess what the squad needs it's up to Stephen now to keep us in. I'll be brutally honest, Ange. If I was John Coates, I'd, I'd rid everything. I'd cut everything off now. Things that we need, we'll keep. Like the running of things. But I'd get rid of the CEO, CEO, whatever his name is. Jared Dublin, I'd get rid of him. I'd get rid of all the people that we used to have nice little custody meetings with where they didn't really listen to us. Their fans, whatever it was. Get rid of all them, get rid of everything and restart. Bring better people in. Not go with West Brom and Norwich's rubbish and Ricky Martin. Go to clubs like maybe Stevenage or some other places. Peterborough, for example. Whoever's doing well at recruiting with with low money. Someone in Holland, somebody over there. I don't care who they are. Somebody who's doing well, who we can afford to bring in, who's doing well with little money, get him into Stoke. Let him bring his team in and let him work with Schumacher and say, right, what do you need? We'll go and get him for you. Because I know Ricky Martin and Jared Dublin don't have a clue what they're doing because of the complete imbalance of the 20 signings that they've brought in. You know, we've brought a right midfielder in when we needed a left-footed right winger. We've got one now. 
to be fair, a million, and apparently he's a good player. And, I know nothing about him. I don't care if he's a good player or not. Right? No other English club was after him. Right? Rangers have looked at him, and he's come to Stoke. That says to me, hmm, will I go where I might get Champions League, or will I go where I might get more money? And I'm, I'm not making any judgment on him as a player until I see him play. Right? But one, one thing that I, I will say, which to me smacks, uh, and while we're talking about uh, Ricky and uh, Jared, right? Stoke have gone for the approach of uh, stats and data analysis. That's fine. Right? Have they? Have they? When you're looking at algorithms, Ian, and, and you're looking at the stats to say if a player is good enough, there's one other thing you need to factor in as well, and that's attitude. Right? And Tony Pulis looked at people's attitude. Nobody is going to convince me that we have done research on the attitude of some of the players we've brought in. Right? It's a very important trait in a footballer, in any sports person, in any walk of life, actually, not just sport. You need to have the right attitude if you're under pressure. Right? And those players on that pitch yesterday did not have the right attitude. The one thing that bothers me, right, is that you can talk about what's happened to Mai and if, if he has been told he's supposed to leave and if he has been training alone. When he was playing in Hungary, one of the things the fans said when he left was, good reason, his attitude stinks. You can look at what people said about Vigigal. It wasn't that he had a good attitude. And that is my biggest gripe with all the players we've brought in. There has not, or it doesn't appear to be, that they have bothered to look at their actual character. Well, it is, Andrew. We're going to go through them all now. So I've got all the transfers here that have happened on, under Mr. Ricky Martin's brilliant guidance. And you're going to love how much we've spent here. So, first one in, the most expensive signing. Now, I agree with this one. I think it's been a good signing. And that was £5 million for Wouter Berger. Yeah, and Wouter Berger won't be here next season, I don't think he will go to a Premier League club and we'll get our money back. Uh, and more, uh, probably get about 10, 12 million for him. We won't get any more for him because at that stage we'll probably be a lower championship club, definitely, could be a first division club. And what does that matter to me, whether the, whether we've made 10 million pounds on him? Because we won't spend the money wisely. So enjoy him while you can, because he's the only successful player, with the exception of maybe... Well, let's just go through the rest of them. Right, now in second, well, joint. Joint second, actually, and that is, we can't judge him yet, which is M Million Manhoof. Oh, I, I, I just makes me want to wish his name was Hasselhoff, I really do. But he's a £4 million sign from Vatisse. Now, this yeah, one, we, 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 we can't judge. There's, I've heard good things. I've heard he's a talented player. There's been a lot of interest abroad. We tried to get it done into the summer, but Vatisse didn't want to sell him. But we can't say a lot. Then, obviously, joint second, we're going in with Ryan May for £4 million. I've, I think I've said everything, I've covered everything about my Easter or May, whatever we call him. He didn't come with the best of attitude, according to the fans of his previous club. It's been said in different areas. I don't think he's fit the bill very well anyway. Uh, I think there's a player in there if he's in a team where people pass the ball to him and do all the running for him but then I could probably play in a team like that I think it's been money badly spent and I agree I really agree and then next and I can't believe this 2.5 million for Mehdi Lloris now if that isn't a waste of money I don't know what is well I'll say this to you have a look at you, you've got all the stats there have a look at where he played how many games he played and how good he was and that is a classic example of somebody uh, doing data stuff. You've got all the data there, but you don't look at it in terms of who he's played for and who against. Right? He hasn't exactly set the world on fire where he is. It's madness. Our recruitment strategy has been madness. Absolute madness. Well, yeah, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. He started at Kiev under-19s. 
There was a bit of a interest in 1617 when basically Juventus bought half of his contracts. You can do that in Italy. It's the only place you can do it. And then after a season, <laughs> Juventus cut that and gave him back to Chievo. Chievo didn't really want him, but he had a great first season when he came through and got, I think, seven goals and eight assists in Serie B. He then got a move for... 3.1 million to Sampdoria, where he failed to impress. He had a loan spell where he didn't impress, went back to Sampdoria and didn't play, and then joined Stoke for 2.5 million. Yeah. So where they've got any sort of ability from that kind of... That just screams desperate desperate signing, Ange, that does to me. Will he do? Well, he can do. It's, it's, it's back to the old days, isn't it, where can he do a job... Well, I think so. Oh, let's sign him then. 2.5 million, really? Sam Dory are laughing to the bank with that one, aren't they? Right, next signing. Now, this is a £2 million one. And I agree this one's an absolute bargain. And that is Bae Jun Ho. I think Bae Jun Ho will probably leave this club in the next 18 months. We will probably make money on him too. It will be of no benefit to us because we'll go and waste it on some other people that aren't any good. Uh, so enjoy him while you can. I definitely think we are a better team with him in it than not. Yeah, Bajo, no brilliant player. I like his attitude. And if I was Stoke, I'd be getting quite a few more players for career, wouldn't you? If they've got that kind of attitude and work rate. Yeah. Right, next one. Another, another waste of money. And that's Ben Pearson for £1.5 million. Yeah, there's another one. I, I, to be honest, when he was on loan, he looked better. But the problem is, and unluckily for Ben Pearson, Wouterberg is a far better player. And, yeah. and that that just shows you... And, 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 let's be honest, his attitude stinks, doesn't it, Andrew? His attitude has been shown now why Bournemouth couldn't wait to get rid of him. And now Stoker in the same position. Can't wait to get Absolutely. rid of him. Absolutely. Right, next one, and this one will shock you, £1.4 million from... Mladost in, I don't know, Serbia, sorry, and that is Nikola Jožić. Never seen him play. Uh, it's obviously um, a one that they've taken a gamble on. Knows nothing about him. All I would say is if he was worthy of a first-team squad place at the moment, he'd have been in the team yesterday. No, but and what I can't understand about that is we've spent £1.4 million on a kid that isn't going to play. long term buy that's one of your money ball let's hope he comes good and we make a fortune on him later yeah I get, I get that Ange but you know you'd at least make him a backup player if you're going to pay that kind of money for him because a lot of the other yeah. youngsters have come in you know 1.4 million pound for a player in his youth academy It's crazy. Right, then we move into another one who started brilliantly and from Vittoria Settable, Vidigal for 500,000, rising to seven. Get rid of him. There's another one gone, Hans. There's another one. I don't rate him, I'll be honest. Now, here we go, the free transfers, which always end up being crap for, for us, Hans, and we'll go into them. First one, Daniel Johnson. Michael, uh, sorry, obviously an Alex Neil pick. He will probably stay here unless Alex Neil can get him somewhere else where he's going. And I would get rid of him tomorrow. Yeah, I'd pay him up. But the problem is he's got two more years on his deal, and so he's going to be out on loan for the next season with the way it's going. Right, now Michael Rose got another year after this year. Uh, I, oh, gosh, that's not even difficult, is it? I don't think he's... Um, he's I would say if somebody came in for him, let him go. I mean, to be honest, I, I think Michael Rose would be okay as a backup player, as a sporadic player that we play. Say we've got two games in a week, I'd put him in as a backup for Wilmot, for example. Because we have to start building a squad, Ange. And the problem is we can't keep letting everybody go. If, if somebody's worthy enough as a backup defender, which I think Rose can do next year, you might as well keep him. Unless money yeah. does come in that makes us, but no one is really, are they? Next man is, here we go, the blocker wood, Wesley Moraes. Yeah, I think he's a, 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 a
somebody would take him off our hands in Saudi Arabia, he hasn't gone. And um, if he hasn't gone, that tells you we're stuck with him now. And to me, it, it was a bad signing. Just a dreadful signing. The guy is obviously being a decent player. We haven't seen it. He's carrying an injury or not recovered from an injury. I really just can't believe that that we would even consider him being in the team. Please don't. Please don't go there. <laughs> right, so then we go to the next man. Uh, I think it's 700 rising to a million. Lyndon Gooch. I think he's a squad player. I think he'll do a job for us. Um, I'm quite happy with him. Yeah, he's back up for junior. If we're going to build a squad, back up for junior, that'll do for me. Then, for me, the best bit of business we've done, 900,000 junior Chamadou. Not sure about that. I'll wait to see uh, how he goes on when he comes back. We've not seen him since the AFCON because apparently he was not well. I'm going to hold fire on that. I think he's got a lot of potential I don't know anything about his character yet, but we'll know it soon. Right, then we go to the next man, the man that's scored 36 goals in his career, and we've decided to bring him in. It's apparently 500 grand in all. Niall Ennis. No, nothing about him. Just saw him that little bit yesterday. I'm going to, again, I'm going to plead the fifth on that because, again, I'm not sure how he will how we will pan out but let's hope he, he's better than some of our recent signings well that's that's what we've got out for right so we move in Daniel Everson this one hasn't impressed Ange has it not for me I, I, I don't see anything wonderful about him so for me I would uh, again say that he's uh, he's that's not the greatest for me no and, and again this is the big problem where we're bringing in players that were, that were isolated and picked for Alex Neal and but Alex Neal isn't the manager anymore and we're still bringing them in it's another ridiculous thing that, that the club seems to keep doing where because we've negotiated it makes it easier we'll just go ahead with it it's poor it's stupid and we, and we sit here going John did you get involved in this and go yeah but we're, we're scouting him for the last manager well, what are we signing him for then you know, because let's be honest, if you're Stephen Schumacher and it's either Everson or no one, you're probably going to say yes, aren't you? Yeah, of course. And that's that's me's the problem. Another one for me, another flash in the pan, a player that will be retained. For me, I would have cut it in January, and that is Haksabanovic. I'm surprised we kept him after the uh, window, but obviously nobody wanted him, so yeah. I'd let him go back, but nobody will have him back. Well, Salty could have to have him back. I would just cut the deal, personally. Not good. He's got ability. You can clearly see the lad's got ability, but his, his final touch, final shot and final pass, is, it's poor. I'm sorry, I'd, I'd, I'd give him back. I'd say, Salty, we're not going to play him. Do you want him back to try and loan him out? Possibly Yes. Right, next one, Luke Cundle. Don't get it. Me neither. Uh, I, I, maybe we've not seen the best of him yet, but I hope we don't sign him. And we did try to sign him on deadline day. Yeah, but they wanted six million, didn't they? Yeah, I don't know. Well, um, I, I have no idea. Well, I'm not paying that. Now the next one, Kijani Hoover, who is now back to Hoover, as no one's given him that nice nickname of Dyson or the other one. I, I just think he's had a dreadful loan spell this time. But again, we're going to have to keep him. I would never want to sign him as a whole. Yeah, I agree. Not, not good enough for me. Uh, Luke McNally. No, go. We're just making him better for somebody else. Basically, yeah, I don't see why we keep it hold of him now. It's not very good, Ange, is it? Well, it, it's massive, and that, that's where the prediction comes in. And talk of prediction, I was seconds away from going 3-2 up if it wasn't for that second penalty. OK. <laughs> I'm devastated. You know, that is just everything that makes my weekend, the fact that you're consoling yourself with that. 
we're in a bit of trouble at the moment. And as I say to you, let's just get the predictions then for next Saturday. In fact, let's get the predictions now for next Saturday. Blackburn Rovers away. Blackburn Rovers who've signed a player, got the paperwork wrong, so they can't have the player. And there's all sorts of problems off the pitch. A bit like Sunderland last week with all the deal talk. Are we going to win here? No. I'm going to predict 2-0 Blackburn. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to predict 2-1 Stoke. What? <laughs> Is it all the faith and million? I just honestly, honestly think we're going to win. Mm. Well, I hope you're right. I really do. I really hope you're right. I mean, you, you seem a bit down this week, aren't, weekend, Ange. Like, worse than I'm normal. I'm a Stoke supporter, right, who just thinks we're, we're on a collision course with Division 1. Every season since we've gone down, we have got closer to the trap door. If it doesn't spring this year and we don't change everything again and have another reset, we will be down next season. We, we can't right. have another reset, Hans. We can't do it. We've, he's got to make do with what he's got. I'm sorry, he's got to do it. Fair enough, we can bring one or two in. He's got to improve the defence. But we can't have another reset, Hans. We, we can't keep doing it because we, we we need to make do with a few of the players that we've got. We've got to try and make them either squad players or backup players. We can't keep swapping all the time. We can't have 20 in, 19 out again. We can't keep doing it. It's not doing Forum, Jack, do you rehearse the, the answer, the questions before? It's supposed to be live and ask what you want. Well, look, you've got to be careful. I, I, I understand that they've got to be careful, but wow. I'm just concerned about the whole atmosphere because they'll be, whatever they do, they damn if they do, they damn if they don't at, at, the, at the fans' forum because people will say, oh, the questions are vetted, even if they're not. People will say, oh, the answers weren't right. People will say, oh, you didn't ask this, you didn't ask that. So yet again, people are getting themselves worked up about something. It's supposed to be a pastime. It's supposed to be something that we love going to. We're not loving it. And as I say, it's embarrassing to see people going on the 70th minute, yourself included, every match here. And it's just awful. And you get to the stage where some people, where it's, they're really struggling to make ends meet, would you rather spend the money on anything else? And once you lose the hardcore support of the fans, there's only one place this club's going. And I'm really concerned. And on that note, I think we ought to wrap it up. We've gone on way too long, haven't we? Well, we've gone on long this week, but there's a big reason why we, we've got to get Ricky Martin out of the club and his little crony Jared. But that'll come eventually. We might take years knowing how John runs things, but we'll see how it goes. Before we do go well, the Ange, how well, did the women get on? Well, this is the last straw for me. While I've been sitting talking to you, all the years I've been involved in Stoke City Football Club, we have always won the Staffordshire Cup. Right? We have always won... Don't tell me we've lost the Staffordshire Cup. Right? I'm just saying to you, the Staffordshire Women's Challenge Cup, we have won for the last 15 plus years. Last year, in the final, we were very lucky to win it. Um, And I said last year, we... Teams are catching us up. While we have been talking today, Stoke lost the first goal, pulled it back, got 2-1 up, Heidi Logan 
again, what we do with that argue over the don't know. I looked as we were having our little discussion, and we lost 3-2. That was the first time in over 15 years we have actually lost the, the Challenge Cup. Now, good luck to Kelsa. I hope they win it, because they gave them a real hard run last year. But to me, it says, says a lot about what's happening at Stoke City. So I feel sorry for the girls. Uh, it has, you're going to have to come to an end sometime, but not at home against Sporting Kelsa. So it's been an awful weekend for me, and I'm there saying now Arsenal will beat Liverpool just to do the hat trick. Well, there's no need for that, Ange. There's no need to wish and Arsenal win. Nobody wants that. But we'll end it there before we ruin everybody else's complete week. I mean, we've made it perfectly clear that Ricky Martin's failed in his job of what he's doing, and it's up to now John to be brutal and bring new people in. Simple as that. That's yeah. my answer to that question. So we, we'll say goodbye. So I'll say good to Rob. And goodbye, everybody, and look forward to win next weekend so we can all be happy again. Let's hope. So thanks for listening to Rob. Thank you.